in order to get out of the snobby clique that is destroying her good girl reputation, an intelligent teen teams up with a dark psychopath in a plot to kill the cool kids. This is Ryan. This is Ashley. And this is Ruining Ruining Our Our Childhood. Childhood. A weekly podcast where we remove our childhood goggles and put on our adult bifocals to rewatch and review our favorite movies from the past. That's correct. And if you're just joining us for the first time, we're a married couple who loves movies, has a large movie collection, Mm -hmm. and loves discussing movies. So we thought, why not start a podcast and watch some of our favorite movies and see if they hold up? This week's movie is going to be Heather's, a 1988 classic. 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 It gets higher each time I do it. I feel like I Um, sound like the classic pickle guy. Yeah. (laughs) Starring Winona Ryder, Shannon Doherty, and Christian Slater. So, tell us a little bit about 1988, Rye. The movie was uh, released on October 1st, 1988 in Italy. It was not released in the United States until March 31st of Mm -hmm. 1989. It had a $3 million budget, grossed $1.1 million. So a little bit of a failure. A little bit of a failure, but it does have a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it became obviously a huge cult classic. Right. Uh, popular movies from 1988 include Rain Man, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Die Hard, and Beetlejuice. And popular songs, basically every cool artist from the 80s had a hit song that year, including George Michael with Faith and Father Figure. Uh, One of my favorites, Rick Astley with Never Gonna Give You Up. That was beautiful. And Bon Jovi with Bad Medicine. So a lot of good movies, music that year. Oh, definitely. Um, 1988, so that would make me two years old. How about you? I was turning, I turned four in 88, November of that year. So obviously we didn't see this movie when it came out in and theaters. We had responsible parents. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe my parents took a two-year-old to the movies. Anything's possible. This didn't seem like something my parents would have liked. <laughs> no. um, tell me a little bit about uh, the first time you watched this movie and how old you were and stuff. The for My first introduction to the movie was through I Love the 80s, which was a TV show on VH1. Yes. Where they would take and recap a year mm-hmm. in each episode. And I remember them talking about Heathers. And it would be like uh, Hal Sparks and different comedians. Yeah. And he was like, I just love the scene where he's like, I love my dead gay son. So I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. Watch the movie, which I can honestly say, I I would say this movie introduced me to Winona Ryder and Christian Slater. They really? were names I had heard of, but I had never really seen their movies. Huh. Watched the movie, I was like, hey, they're both, I can understand why I know these names, because I thought they were both excellent in the movie. I think I just knew Winona Ryder from, like, Beetlejuice. I uh, probably knew, yeah. yeah Maybe you just that. didn't, like, it, yeah. she wasn't, like, in your mind. No, I'm more focused on the Michael Keaton. I feel like I might have watched this earlier if it was, like, on TV or something, like, a version of it, but honestly, the first time I remember watching it and, like, actually liking it and understanding it was when I was... It was like right after high school, I got a job at uh, at a video store, mm-hmm. RIP video stores, uh-huh. uh, and I would just, you know, rent pretty much any movie that looked interesting. Like, it was a slow uh, video rental place, so I would just like walk around and dust and just read the back of movie boxes, <laughs> and they're like, this sounds good, and I'd end up renting like 
you know, half my paycheck away, probably. Oh, yeah, super sweet um, job. Yeah, no, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. So we did have, like, a small, like, porn section, and we used to have to, like, check it hourly because there were some dudes that would stay in there a little too long yeah. to our manager's liking, and we had, like, a checkoff sheet we had to do every hour, and I hated it because mm, no, nothing's weirder than walking into a, like, a red-curtained area, and if there's, like, a dude in there, you um. know... Yeah. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, so I do remember the movie. I remember loving it. I'm pretty sure I bought it. I loved pretty much everything about the movie. I think it will hold up if we can just get into that. Yes. Because it is a cult classic. There's definitely going to be things that age it because it mm-hmm. was made in the 80s. So obviously fashion and and oh, yeah. some probably really dated references and things that we quite don't understand as adults and maybe teenagers wouldn't completely understand. Mm-hmm. But I think for the most part, it is going to stay relevant. Oh, yeah. And But I expect but, it to be edgy. So there's going to be some definite offensive stuff. Yes. And so I think that... But I, I agree with you. I think it'll definitely hold up. But I think I'm going to maybe... Because I, I don't know the last time I saw this movie. I know it's been quite a few years. I feel like I did or I might have did a rewatch without you at one point, but it's been a, a while, yeah. like maybe like five or six years. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. My, I feel like as I get older, my movie preferences change a lot. Oh, like, yeah. I used to love movies just for the fact if they had one actor I liked in mm-hmm. them. I could see past like all of the flaws of the movie, yes. but I'm like, I like that actor or yeah. actress. Now I'm like, uh, they didn't have a good enough plot, and I'm yeah. so pickier now. No, I can see where my parents were like, yeah, that movie doesn't interest at all. When I, when I was a kid, I'd be like, how can this movie not interest you? And my parents would be like, it just doesn't sound great. But it has John Cusack. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's cool. Uh, where can we stream this? Oh, yeah, let's do that. So this is available on Netflix as of right now. I don't know if there's any plans to take it off. I know we're kind of towards the end of the month, and by the time this airs, we'll be in May. So I believe it should still be on there, and it's also available to rent at different platforms, YouTube, Amazon, Google Play, Vudu, and iTunes. And um, also, I just wanted a quick shout-out, Lexis. Good friend of the podcast. Good, good friend of the podcast. She actually suggested we do this movie, so this is our first listener-requested movie. Yes. Because she just watched it for the first time ever, recently. There was a time period where she was going to move into our house just to watch movies. Because she is just one of those people that you go, you've seen this movie, right? No, I haven't. I love her to death. Yes. I I love you, Alexis. Anyway, so we both think we're going to, it's going to hold up. So I guess right now we'll go ahead and hit that pausey pause. Pausey pause. And go watch the movie. Take our meticulous notes. And come back and discuss all the issues we find. (laughs) Or lack of issues, hopefully. That's correct. Could be no issues. Yeah. I'm going to be optimistic. Just talking, singing the praises of Christian Slater. He is amazing. He is. He doesn't work enough. I I think he's back on a resurgence where he has a regular job now. Mm -hmm. But I think there was like so many years in there where like he couldn't get a... He was going through some rough patches. Yeah. But he's always been an amazing actor. That is correct. Um, So we'll go ahead and be right back. Okay. 
Okay, and we're back. We just finished washing Heather's. Washing? Washing. Or watching? Eh, We might have washed it. Uh, We'll finish watching Heather's. And we like to break down our movie with our different categories. So we're going to go ahead and listen to some tunes on our radio that's in a rock case. (laughs) Let's talk about some technology. (laughs) What was with that? I was like... What what's going what's going on with that design? I you know it's funny as I was thinking like well they still make radios that are encased in like rocks but they're like it's like a not so much a radio is as it like they'll make speakers that you can put in your landscaping. Okay, I was just like I've never seen that before, yeah. but now that, yeah, yeah I mean, for your I've landscaping and they're like nope, this is sitting on top of the television. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what pieces of technology did you see that were? A little distracting. Um, there was actually quite a bit in this movie. Mm-hmm. At first, I feel like I didn't see much, but then, like later in the movie, it seemed like there was quite a few. And I feel like a lot of it revolved around JD, who is Christian Slater's character's name. Mm-hmm. The radio, like you said, uh, the, uh, the stereo. But my favorite thing was later in the movie, Heather Duke, which is played by Shannon Doherty, mm-hmm. and Veronica, which is. Winona Ryder, are listening to a radio show called Hot Probs. Yes. And they hear their the other Heather complaining about her problems. But just the fact that they're like, oh, our favorite radio show is on, yeah. kind of like... And they're like, she she called in because she knows we listen to this show. Yeah. yeah. So that that's just awesome because I don't feel like, I don't know, I haven't listened to the radio in a while. It's oh, like, yeah. a, like a go-to if I don't have my phone, which is never, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just... Rare. Who still listens to radio? Let us know. Because <laughs> I don't. Um, how about you? Was there something you noticed? There was, uh, like, in one of the early scenes, JD is in the... When they're mixing the concoction to kill Heather... Chandler. Uh, Heather Chandler. Yes. Spoiler uh, alert. Spo- yes. Yeah, spoiler alert. They kill Heather Chandler. Yet another Heather in the movie. They're in the kitchen, and the microwave and the refrigerator both have, like, wood paneling on them. Oh, I didn't yeah. even notice that. I, like, I mean, there what? was just so much, like, I think I just absorbed that with just the everything. Mm-hmm. All the decorations were just so late 80s oh yeah uh and um the other one that i had found was just the background like instrumental music yeah there was a lot of like wind instruments Mm -hmm. and i like had turned to you there was a part after they decided to kill uh ram and kurt which were the two obnoxiously uh macho jocks Mm -hmm. and i'm like this sound music sounds super familiar And I was like, it sounds like the Living with the Land. If anybody's ever been to Disney World, Living with the Land is a ride. And towards the end of the ride, they're, you know, they're wrapping up, like, all the stuff that they kind of teach you. Mm -hmm. And there's just, like, this really uh, crazy wind instrument, like, music. And I'm like, it sounds exactly like that. So that's all I could think about. Was there anything else that you wanted to point out? I'm just going to point out. Living with the land has the best songs. So. Oh no, I love it. <laughs> I was like, I was just like, no, I want to go back to Disney World. I was gonna say when you pointed it out, I was like, oh, I like that one. Um, I noticed the treadmill that JD's dad worked out on was the most ancient looking treadmill I'd <laughs> yeah, ever seen. It's it very like very this, basic, and it had like this little tiny hand railing. I was like, I don't think that would do anything. Um, the heater that was in Veronica's room was like a heater that I remember us having in our elementary school. It was one of those ones that sit off a wall and it's got like a coil. Oh. Yeah. I, thought, I, didn't, I didn't 
noticed that at all. I just and also like JD's dad brings in a VHS tape of oh. his company's construction implosion. Yeah, and then just the other like ancient box TVs and yeah. old computers, which I mean that I. But nothing too, like, overly... I notice, in general, like, a lot of movies don't rely too heavily on technology Mm -hmm. from the 80s and 90s because there wasn't tons to rely on. Yeah. Whereas I feel like there's going to be a lot of movies from, like, the 2000s that's going to be really dated. Because, yeah, because, like you said, we have a heavy reliance on it as a society. But we've also, like, expanded our technology so Mm -hmm. much in the last... Even the last decade... That stuff that was something like 15 years ago is totally gone. That's true. Like iPods. Yeah. So should we move on to our next category? Absolutely. Okay. The next category is kids would call it a throwback. We call it the prime of our teens. And in in this sense of this movie, we weren't teens. We were children. But we should say it's the prime of the 80s. Yes. And this is where we discuss fashion choices any, like, offensive jokes or dated references, and we see if uh, they can get away with any of this stuff in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a whole mess of things. <laughs> uh, how, how about you? Why don't you get started? A uh, couple of things that I noticed that it seemed like every girl had massive shoulder pads. Yes. And brooches galore. So many brooches. I noticed the first uh, Heather Chandler, which is the, like, basically... For anybody that's never seen this movie, but has seen Mean Girls, she's like the Regina George Correct. of their clique. She has the largest uh, shoulder pads yeah. in that first outfit she wears. And then, like, her hair is teased. And I, I wrote, like, it's insane. I'm like, I don't know what's bigger, her, her hair or her freaking shoulder pads. I noticed the hair, and I, I thought back to my friend Shelly, who was a little bit older than we were, and she would always go, man, 80s hair, you gotta tease, tease it, it to, to Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I remember that. I totally thought of Shelly with that. So, <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Um, yeah, and the only person I feel like that had a slightly normal haircut was Veronica. Yeah. Like, it, I think in the first scene it was a little teased, but... The more she got more alienated from her group, the more like it normal it came. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about, or I can? One of the things that I thought was very uh, dated, but it was a ac- uh, accessory that people would wear back then, was when they're like Heather died, but she would want you to have this, and they gave Veronica one of her swatches. Yes. Yeah, and I was like, that's oh, amazing. God, that made me laugh. So that was. That was the last one that I had. Um, as far as fashion choices, uh, that was pretty much all I had. Except for I loved that because she wore it several times. Every time Veronica was journaling, she had to wear her monocle, <laughs> which had nothing to do with really 80s. I think that was just like almost like a pretentious thing that she did. Yeah. Honestly, it reminded me of Little Women. Like in Little Women, she plays Joe, who's a writer. And she just the way she was like writing was very like intently reminded me of her her character in Little Women, but... I think she might be the only the only other person I've ever seen wear a monocle. Well, two. And be able to pull it off, other than... Monopoly Mr. Man. <laughs> Mr. Monopoly. And the old guy from Ace Ventura When Nature Calls that Jim Carrey punches uh, in the face the, and then makes him be the Monopoly Man. <laughs> like the Planter's Peanut guy also wears a monocle. Oh, touche. So... And he pulls it off well. Yeah. I mean, He's also peanut. a character i also just noted that jd was wearing like a trench coat and then that should have been like ronica's first red flag yeah as to his type of character but that was all i had i mean there was just a whole mess of 80s clothing but most of it wasn't 
the worst, I yeah. guess. Should we move on to offensive jokes? Yes. Uh, I didn't have a lot of uh, offensive jokes so much as a lot of dated references. Okay. Which uh, there was, uh, well, the offensiveness is they did say fag a lot. Yeah, they did. Um, the other thing that I thought was funny was when, uh, JD compared blowing up the school to the Woodstock for the (laughs) eighties, which I'm like, that is the most dated sentence you could say. It really is. Also, nothing like Woodstock. No, no, no. What about Um, you? Uh, the first one I noticed really was, uh, how casual they were about bulimia and eating disorders because they, they joke that Heather Duke has a... Well, she does have it. They don't just joke about it. And then Heather Chandler's like, Bulimia is so 1987. So that was uh, slightly offensive. And it's just I'm like, oh, cool. You Remember, they're like, don't you have the urge to purge? Yeah, they were just <laughs> oh, God. railing on her. And then um, just the... There was like several scenes where I felt like they, they guilted women into having sex when they're at that college party. Mm-hmm. And like Heather Chandler gets mad at Veronica. She doesn't want to sleep with like the sleazy guy who's just... Come on. He's very, very rapey. Yeah. Oh. And then like I noticed in the double date, she goes on a double date with a uh, Handler... Uh, Heather Handler. Handler. Heather McNamara, which is like the other blonde Heather, mm-hmm. and sh- they just kind of have it in the background, but she's like hooking up with Ram in the background, and he's like completely forcing himself on it's her. It's a very rapey scene. Yeah, and I'm like, cool. Yeah. And they just kind of gloss over it, but then they, I mean, they make jokes, I'm not jokes, but they reference stuff like after they kill Ram and uh, Kurt, which are the two jocks mm-hmm. that are ridiculously homophobic. Uh, JD says something like, you know, they're, they have no use anymore. Football season is over <laughs> and all they're good for is date rapes and like AIDS jokes. Yeah. And I'm like, "Ah, okay, I get that. But also doesn't deserve to die. (laughs) JD, you psycho. That's pretty much most of the jokes that I had other than like when they were planning what Veronica thinks is just a way to scare the two guys. Yeah. Because she believes JD when he says that he just has tranquilizer bullets, (laughs) which I'm like, really, Veronica? She's... Um, but they're like their bag of homosexual items. Oh my God. Yes. And they had just like a, I'm going to name them off because I wrote them all down. An issue of stud puppy. Yes. A candy dish. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Joan Crawford postcard. Because that's what you bring to a picnic with your lover. And my favorite mineral water yes and then the two cops that find their dead bodies the cop goes why would these two really popular jocks kill themselves and the guy lifts the water out of the bag and he's like does this answer your question (laughs) he's like oh makes sense now yeah and even Uh, jd was like man mineral water here if you don't have a brewski in your hand you might as well be wearing a dress in ohio in ohio of all places Uh, yes so true (laughs) just kidding a couple of the things like you mentioned earlier, and it, I would say it goes along with dated references and just dating the movie, was the furniture. Uh-huh. And my favorite piece of furniture that I saw was Veronica's nightstand, which the handles on the nightstand were punctuation signs. Like, the one was an exclamation mark. The next handle was a uh, quotation mark. Oh, I did notice those, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, that is such 80s furniture. That really is. But... Are you ready to move on to the next one? Yes. Hey, guys. We want to talk to you a little bit about the PodCoin app. Yes! The PodCoin app pays you to listen to Ruining Our Childhood as well as your other favorite podcasts. 
You can use the PodCoin you earn to claim gift cards from some of your favorite stores. Starbucks. Check. Amazon. Correct. Target. Uh, duh. Seriously, it's pretty legit, guys. Download the PodCoin app today on iPhone or Android and use the code RUINING to get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. That's 300 PodCoin by using R-U-I-N-I-N-G. So if you're basically listening to podcasts all day anyways, might as well make some money off the deal, am I right? Totally. I mean, free coffee for something I'm already doing? Sounds like a great deal to me. Mm-hmm. So go give the PodCoin app a try today. And also don't forget to listen to ruin our, Ruining Our Childhood. That's the name of the thing. And make that money, guys. Okay. Okay, bye. And our next category is Well, Hello There where we talk about any famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we forgot were in the movie. And which ones did you see? Um, I saw a couple of like smaller actors and actresses, mm-hmm. but there was nothing that really like stood out like as far as like, oh my God, this person's in it. But a couple of the people I saw that I know you probably wouldn't notice was Veronica's mom was played by, uh, I can't remember the actress's name, but she was the grandmother in Charmed. And that's mostly what I know her as. And then uh, we both noticed, I looked up the character's name, but Dennis from the newspaper was Mr. Mosby from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, (sighs) which I'm a little too old to know that, but we still watched it We still watched it. The main one that I picked up on was the person that played Principal Gowan. His name's John Ingle. And the only thing that I I was like, I recognized his face and it was because he was on General Hospital for like 20 years. Yeah. And you're a big General Hospital fan, were you? Huge General Hospital (laughs) fan. Huge. Oh, and then Ram was from Little House on the Prairie. And I forgot, I had to look it up, but Jag. My dad was really into Jag. Oh. He was like the third main character. Oh, okay. So. So he's one of the stars of that. Yeah, Hmm. pretty much. So, yeah, yeah. Not a lot, but... Some notable people. Yeah. Uh, Should we move on to Is It Even Good? Yes. This is where we talk about if the plot's believable, the casting choices were good, and we talk about our best and worst lines of the film. Mm -hmm. What did you think about the plot overall? I thought the plot was good. I don't know that nowadays it could be made because of a lot of the school violence issues. Well, they were going to... I don't even know if they... They were going to remake it into a TV show. I'm pretty sure they shot it. But then I remember right after, like, some stuff happened a year or two ago... I think it was Parkland. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of put a pause on it. Yeah. Um, So... That's a very good point. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like it's almost like we have so many violent shows Mm -hmm. and so we've crossed so many lines in TV and movies that I'm just like, why stop there, basically? I think people have this idea like we have to pretend it doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. Denial is a big factor. Yeah, like deny it. Like, and that's (laughs) like, I remember like there was a lot of controversy behind 13 Reasons Why. Like, yeah, just... with with Su- which it, this is one that really does point out a lot of yeah, flaws we'll with pretend date rape and teen suicide and school violence. Those don't happen. Yeah, but but I and for that it was extremely believable. <laughs> yeah, there was obviously there was things in the movie that were not believable or were really over the top. But honestly, I kind of just chalked it up to the sense that it was made in the eighties, and mm-hmm. I feel like. You could get away with a lot more stuff in the 80s. You could get away with, like, these over-the-top moments, like, the very end. Yeah. Like, and we'll talk about that a little later, but it was, it's still okay. Mm-hmm. I put 
just be like the whole like in the beginning of the movie after they accidentally I'm using air quotes because JD didn't accidentally but Veronica did mm-hmm. not know she was giving her poison uh, killed Heather Chandler she becomes like this martyr and then all these people come out of the woodwork and say what a wonderful person she was when everybody in that school hated her yep. and feared her mm-hmm. and like even she knew it mm-hmm. she's like she said in the beginning of the movie, like, everybody fears me or wants to have sex with me, yeah. basically. So, that was kind of true to form, because I feel like that's, like, a thing that happens when somebody dies. Yeah. Like, only, you can only say good things about only them. Can, you can pretend that you loved them. Yeah. Say Even nice, if you positive didn't. things. Um, should we move on to, oh, casting choices. I will say, out of any movie we've reviewed, this is the movie that I had, like, literally no problem with the casting choices, because I'm always bagging on the age of the actors Mm -hmm. and i looked it up christian slater was 18 when this movie was filmed winona ryder was 16 shannon doherty was 16 like believable ages they were good actors i thought it was well done the only person and i don't even know how old she is but the the person the girl that played uh heather mcnamara Mm -hmm. she was she looked a little older than everybody else but it wasn't like so bad or i was like man that lady is like 40 yeah but especially for an 80s movie, because I know we we knock on, like, the 90s teen movies casting, like, 25-year-olds. They I feel like it was even worse in oh, the yeah. 80s yeah. for the most part. So, yeah, that's crazy. I felt the same way. Everybody pretty much had, was really good. And there was a lot of, like, crazy one-liners that, oh, yeah. you know... This movie was really, like, witty Mm -hmm. in parts. But then there were some that I was just like, it's a little cringy or the delivery was cringy. Why don't we move on? Uh, For this movie, we decided to add a subcategory of totally rad line because we are... This is our first movie that we're reviewing set in the 80s. Mm -hmm. Made in the 80s. So uh, there's some amazing slang and dialogue. Uh, What was your choice for that? Uh, I liked uh, when... They were gonna. They were making the concoction to poison Heather Chandler, uh-huh. and she was like, "Are you gonna spit a flim globber in there?" Yeah, I was like, "I've never heard <laughs> never that." Heard that and they used it life. like three times in yeah. a, like a five minute span. Yeah, that was one of my favorite ones. And then uh, she, I think it was Heather Chandler, says it to Veronica. She's like, "You're such a pillowcase." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I "Don't know what that means." I, I don't know what that means, but what about you? Mine was just uh, Veronica said it twice. But she's like, I got a motor. Uh, Nobody says that anymore. Says it's that. amazing. But I've heard it in other like movies and stuff. But uh, kind of like, I guess I got a jet. Yeah. But she said it to her parents. And I like that there was that scene where she sits down with her parents. And her parents are like, she gets along with them. But they're kind of like distant. Mm-hmm. I guess like any other teen movie, have no idea what's going on in their child's life. And they ask her the same questions. And then she's like, I got a motor if I'm going to make it to this college party and then like the next day after heather chandler dies it's like i got a motor so i can make it to this funeral and they're just like okay dear like they're too busy to like look up and understand what's going on in their daughter's life how about your funniest line one of the my favorite things is like was jd saying like uh, they're writing the suicide note for Uh heather and he's she wanted to use well i can't remember what the word was but he was like myriad myriad and he's like that's a, uh, less, this is the last thing she's going to write. And she's going to, and she was like, she wouldn't say Marriott. And he's like, sure, yeah, sure she would. She's going to cash in as many 50 cent words as possible. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, mine was, it was after, it was like right after that when the school board, like the principal and the teachers are talking about 
how they're going to deal with Heather Chandler's death. And the principal asks, is she a cheerleader? He's like, no, that's Heather McNamara. And he's like, ah, I'd be willing to go half a day for a cheerleader. <laughs> I was like, you're such a dick. Yeah. Uh, um, and oh, then what about your... Oh, did you have another one? I, just another one where uh, Veronica's like saying, nobody could stop JD. Not the FBI, not the CIA, not or the, the PTA. PTA. <laughs> it's just like, wow, that's awesome. Uh, um, what about your cringiest liner moment? Uh, my cringiest moment was like Heather Duke said it about Martha trying to commit suicide. She was like, it's just a geek trying to imitate the cool kid because she was she wa- uh, walked in front of a bus and Heather Duke literally thinks she's just trying to be cool. Yeah, the, the only person that like legitly probably thought about suicide because obviously the other three were murders, mm-hmm. mass suicide, and she's just like, oh, she's just doing because she wants to be popular. Mine was uh, when Heather and Heather Chandler and Veronica are at that college party mm-hmm. and Heather pukes and is leaving the party and Heather's just like, or Veronica pukes. And Heather's just like, this is how you pay me and puke. And Veronica's like, lick it up, baby, lick it up. I thought that line was hilarious when I was younger, but Uh this, I felt like it was just like almost forced. Yeah. So I felt like it was a little cringy. And there was lines like that in this where I'm like, I remember really liking when I was younger Mm -hmm. or thought they were really like witty or funny. And then now I'm just like, okay, we need to calm down. Like, there's a witty line every two seconds in this movie. It's a little exhausting. Yeah. Nobody actually talks like this. No. Um, was there anything else from the movie you want to discuss before we move on to, like, our awards and stuff? There was a part where Heather McNamara is going to try to overdose, and Veronica finds her in the bathroom. And I, I was just like, this is so stupid. They shove literally a handful of pills into her mouth and she's yeah. acting like then she's going to take some water. But her mouth is filled with these pills. I was like, she's not going to overdose. She's going to suffocate from yeah. all these pills. Like, I was like, that was so stupid. Yeah. My thing, <laughs> there was one little small part and I looked at you too when it happened. Right before Heather Chandler and Veronica are going to the college party, they stop by a gas station mm-hmm. and she's like, do you want corn nuts? She's like, yeah. And she's like, BQ or plain? And she's like, BQ. And I was like, what the fuck is BQ? Do they mean BBQ or barbecue? Like, Never does anybody heard. ever say BQ? I really, I don't know if that's like a region thing. I or... grew up in that region and I never heard it referred to as BQ. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I, yeah it was, I was very like, weird. It's BBQ. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> There's two bees in that. Um, and then I love that uh, Ram and Kurt, when they were buried, they were buried in their football helmets. <laughs> it was just amazing. <sighs> just, uh, yeah, just amazing. Um, should we move on to our next category? I think we shall. And as always. Always. It is never not award season. It's always award season. Always award season. So let's go ahead and hand out our first award, the Valedictorian, Victorian, to the Nicolas Cage Online School of Bad Acting. Yeah. Who are you giving your award to? I had a hard time with this, like I do every movie. Mm-hmm. One of these days, we're going to get a really, really bad movie, and I'm going to have a hard time cho- like picking out of a, like a whole cast, but that hasn't happened quite yet. The one I chose had a very small part, and I looked up his name just to double check it. Country Club Keith. At the very beginning of the movie, Heather, all the Heathers and Veronica are walking around doing a lunch poll uh-huh. and they go to this table of like elite kids mm-hmm. and they ask him the question about like if you win five million dollars but then aliens come like something stupid like that and the kid was just like easy i'd hand it over to my father 
Oh, like, God. and he was just yeah. so over the top, like just the rich mm-hmm. douchebag. Probably has like five yachts. Ugh. Just wanted to punch him in the face, but he was just like, it wasn't good acting. No. And I'm like, calm down, Draco Malfoy. <laughs> Stop talking about your daddy. Wait till my daddy hears about this. Yeah, but uh, how about you? So I, I agree. That guy was a total tea bag. Uh, the person that I chose to give it to, I gave it to, uh, her name is Lisa Ann Folk. She played Heather, Heather Mac- McNamara. Okay. Because I went with the theory of, if it's a movie's name, Heather's, which one of these Heather's is, like, least important to the plot? And I said Heather McNamara. Yeah. I figured I agree. you needed Shannon Doherty. She was a very important character. Obviously, Heather Chandler. I was like, she was, they could have took her out of this movie, and I thought the movie would have been just fine without her. She was very, like, I mean, there was the part when, uh, you know, she's being date raped, but I agree. But that, she was just kind of like your typical girl. Yeah. She wasn't mean. No. She was like the only Heather that wasn't mean. I just felt like she could have, she blended into the background and a lot of the scenes with the other Heathers. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, not. You're right, because like. Uh, Shannon Doherty's character, Heather Duke, became the the top. She became the new Heather Chandler. Mm-hmm. And even though she was kind of like, at the beginning, she seemed kind of close to the other one where she was kind of quiet and yeah. modest. But I think she was bullied more mm-hmm. than than um, the other Heather. So then Definitely. I think she really wanted to take on that role there as the new Heather. Awesome croquet scene. Yeah. Where, which, there's a dated thing. Who plays croquet? Rich people. (laughs) That's a good one, though, because I was thinking the same thing. And also, like, the actress, like, everybody did a really good job with their character. And and, and I think you're right. Like, maybe her character was just kind of written as just, like, to fill out the group. Yeah. How about we move on to the Thomas J. Hanks Award for Exceptional Acting? Who is your pick? I give it to my boy, Christian Slater. He was, uh, as I said, get, doing his best Jack Nicholson. Oh, like I, always. Yes, like always. Uh, his, I thought he did really well. He kind of stole every scene that he was in. Uh, obviously, he was playing a total creepo. But creepo. Uh, I don't know that I can picture anybody else playing that character. Than no, him. he Not did... in that time period. He was, like, a really good bad boy, but it, he wasn't just, like, a bad boy with a deep soul. He was a bad boy who was a psychopath. Yeah. So. And I believe he was actually literally 17 years old when this movie was filmed. I was like, dude, you were so talented. Yeah, he he, he really was. He was almost my pick. Okay. But I decided to go with Winona Ryder because she had a lot of the funnier lines. Obviously, she's the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had to deal with a range of emotions because she had to, like, deal with the fact that maybe she did want her friends really dead or these like kind of frenemies. Mm-hmm. But then she was like, no, I don't want him dead. But then she kind of felt like, I felt like she was like really too gullible with everything that JD said, especially at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. She like, she, that movie, she acted really well in. Yes. So, um, and some of her funnier lines that I, I loved was when she like called her friends Dyke cokeheads, yeah. which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, are we going to prom or hell? <laughs> which is a little cheesy, but also funny. They were both really good. And it's uh, kind of sad because they kind of went away for a little while. But now they're both back and yeah. getting big roles. Like obviously they're both, I think he won a Golden Globe 
in the last couple of years for Mr. Robot, and then obviously she's like the star of Stranger Things. If you think about it, they probably kind of in a way had similar careers. Like they were in a lot of movies in yes. their younger years, mm-hmm. like a lot. Like they were the the it crowd mm-hmm. of the late '80s and early '90s, and then yeah, drugs and shoplifting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. or just like time, because I think like everybody runs their course. Mm-hmm. We are, as a society, are so fickle. Like, one person can be in and out, especially nowadays, because all you have to do is, like, breathe wrong and you're, like, out. So. I remember when Josh Hartnett was a thing. Yeah. Not anymore. I was just, was I looking on Hulu and there was, like, a couple of his movies from, like, mid 2000s. I was like, oh, man. Like, he was in a movie with Harrison freaking Ford. Yeah. That didn't do well, but. No. I remember that one. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I watched it. It was like Hollywood Homicide. There or something you go. Like that. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, it's amazing. Let's move on to our final thoughts. Do you feel like it held up to your adult standards personally? Absolutely. I thought yeah. it was still an excellent movie. There's obviously some stuff where you're like, I don't know that you can get away with that now, but I don't think that made it a bad movie. I thought it was still an exceptional movie. Mm-hmm. I've still. Really enjoyed it. I understand why it developed the cult following that it has and that it still has. It definitely was a different movie. And I I noted that, it, you know, it starts off with like a typical high school movie. You're introduced to all these uh, cliche tropes mm-hmm. of different high school groups. There's like the jocks and the popular kids and then like the rich kids and the stoners and the, you know, the nerds. Mm-hmm. But then it quickly diverges into something darker and yes you know clever mm-hmm. and i think that's what makes it hold up is that darkness mm-hmm. because if it was just like any other 80 movie where like veronica you know is just trying to get back at her friends but like nobody dies it's just like a light-hearted thing like it would probably just fall flat and yeah. be forgettable but the fact that it diverges into this really dark thing mm-hmm. and then it approaches the fact that like teenage suicide is a thing and and all and all those, you know, that I think that's what makes it better. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the ending is over the top is the only thing that I fault it at is like at the end, because JD wants to blow up the school. Yeah. And uh, Veronica tries to stop him, but then he straps the bomb to himself and blows himself up in the front of the school. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like that, not so much that wasn't over the top, because honestly, nowadays I anything's possible but the fact that she just sat there and smoked a cigarette uh-huh. and she was just like cool and collected about the whole thing yeah that was a little like cheesy yeah it was a little cheesy but everything else was good the lines were written well i think it did hold up mm-hmm. in my eyes and i think it's too like i wanted to like note that i think we've come accustomed to like a more authentic representation of teenagers and life in general mm-hmm. so I, I definitely think uh, movies like this, if you, they did exactly like this in 2019, it wouldn't hold up. But with some tweaks, obviously, it'd be a thing. But I still think there's stock in watching movies like this because at the end of the day, it is just a movie. Yeah. And it's it's fiction. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to add? I agree with you on, like, um, we're kind of have a different perception in the way that teens are presented in film now and TV. Like, they're much more raw. But you can see the influence in this movie specifically as far as, like, how Mean Girls is. It's a very similar movie where it's not as raw of a presentation as, like, a lot of our teen shows are that are 
pretty dark. Whereas yeah. this, like, like you said, it probably could uh, do some tweaks and you could probably make it like this. Definitely. I guess we'll see if that show ever does come out. I hope. And they did make a musical, too. Really? Yeah, a couple of years ago. I didn't know that. Yeah, they oh. did. Yeah, I, the TV show I, I was actually excited about and then I saw it got canceled. Yeah, I also think, like, some people weren't into it because uh, they were making a lot of tweaks to, like, the cast. Mm-hmm. But to be honest with you, I'm like, I don't want the exact same thing. I don't want, like, a carbon copy, like, with, oh. like, a Winona Ryder ripoff or, you know, that's yeah. just... Do a new imagining of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there's just some people, and if you're the type of person that is, like, thinks that sequels or remakes ruin their original, then, well, that sucks, but I don't think anything if you love a movie enough it's it's nothing should ruin it no that was all. i remember when ghostbusters when yeah. they did the reboot of it and everyone was like oh god that ruined it i was like no it didn't it was a different cast they're not playing the same characters it was an enjoyable movie and it takes nothing away from the original yeah it wasn't a bad movie but it wasn't great and no. i feel like people have kind of forgotten about it already yeah so we all moved on yeah the so, world didn't end yeah it's amazing. Um, so that's it for us today. Uh, thank you so much for listening. As always, we do want to remind you to, if you can, leave a review, like it, share it on any of your social media. Yes. And we will be uh, coming up soon having a contest, mm-hmm. if we haven't already mentioned it in this this podcast or a couple episodes um, before. Um, we are going to have a contest, and we'll give you details about that shortly. Yes. Um, also, uh, Instagram is at Ruining Our Childhood. Facebook is also Ruining Our Childhood. At. At Ruining, ruining our, childhood. our Childhood. And Twitter is at ROC Movie Podcast. So definitely check out those social media, uh, you know, if you, if you like us. Um, also, thank you so much for any of our PodCoin listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really appreciate you. And again, thank you for listening and we're out of here, guys. Bye. Bye.